0: of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I will be with you always to the very end of the age according to Article 2 of the Constitution of Abiding Grace Evangelical Lutheran Church, which I'm sure you've read regularly, that's one of the big reasons why we exist as a congregation, to fulfill those words of Jesus, that that great commission. Go and make disciples. And just a, a, a quick perusal of our plan of ministry, or or a glance at the information table out there with all the sign-up sheets, all the opportunities to witness, you might be inclined to say, yeah, we we take that seriously. In fact, every member that has joined Abiding Grace has promised to, to participate in that mission. We get it. We are God's witnesses. And this summer, that, that witnessing work has, has really been, been going well, our, our outreach programs. I mean, canvassing is fun again, because more and more people are, are getting involved, and, and, and it 's fun, not just because of what we get to do, but well, because we get to do it with a good group of people together. Our our SMA students, summer ministry assistants, were here for, what, three and a half weeks in June, and of their 20 knocking on doors, witnessing opportunities, remember our goal was to, to find members to pair up with them, to go every time they went out? We hit that goal every single time. How awesome is that? Vacation Bible School. Think of all the people that, that participated in helping to, to make that thing go. And, and we're not done, right? The summer's just halfway through. This week is is kind of one of the highlights: soccer camp. Tons of people signed up to, to help in so many different ways to, to witness to those kids the good news of Jesus. No, no matter what job you've got, it's all for that for that same purpose. And if you haven't had a chance to sign up yet. Talk to me after the service. We've got a lot of kids coming. I could definitely use you. But the next week, the summer ministry assistants get back for a few more weeks of of knocking on doors. We have opportunity to to meet that goal again and and get paired up with them. So there's a sign-up sheet out there after church. Make sure you check that out too. But, But back to my point. My point is this. I think we get it. We get what this is talking about. We are his witnesses. And we get to go out and share the good news of Jesus. Think of what a privilege that is. And as you do, pay attention to God's word for today. Because today we're going to talk about how, how God equips and empowers us to be those witnesses. As we see Jesus send out his disciples on their mini missionary journey, we learn a whole lot about how God sends us out, how it goes when God sends out us out. We, we get to learn what it means that we are sent with authority. Our text is the gospel lesson appointed for this Sunday in the church year, found in the gospel of Mark chapter, seven, chapter 6, beginning with verse 7. It's printed for you in the bulletin if you want to follow along. <clears throat> Calling the twelve to him, he, Jesus, began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over impure spirits. These were his instructions Take nothing for the journey except a staff no bread, no bag, no money in your belts. Wear sandals, but not an extra shirt. Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, leave that place and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. They went out and preached. That people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. This is God's word. Now, of course, these were the instructions that Jesus gave to those specific disciples for that specific missionary journey. He would give other instructions other times that he sent his disciples out to to do other things. So so we're not looking at here a a specific list of this is how exactly we are to do our mission work because, because that changes with the different situations. But what we do see here as we see Jesus give these instructions is how we should expect it to go, how this works when we're sent by Jesus, which, which we certainly are. We already talked about that, right? We are sent with authority. So look at these instructions. What's he telling them? What do, what do you get out of this? He says, don't, don't pack bread or money or, or a bag. Don't, don't take an extra cloak, you know, like you would if you were expecting that you might have to sleep outside. You know, you need, need the extra, extra layers there to, to keep warm. Implied in these instructions is the truth that God's going to take care of them, Right? Jesus takes it as a given that, that they will be welcomed into homes with, with this message. And notice, he, he makes clear he doesn't want them to be, to be just in it for being taken care of, right? You know, hopping from house to house to, to find the best setup for themselves, no. But the, the truth is clear, they were not alone. God's power and provision and protection went with them when he sent them out. And the same can be said for us, right? I think about just me personally. Next month marks 20 years of doing this full-time public ministry thing. And you want to know how many times I've gone hungry? Can you tell? (laughs) Next week marks 18 years when it's been you all that have been taking care of me. Thank you. Vicar after vicar has come through and, boy, you've provided for them. Even our summer ministry assistants, you welcome them into your homes like family. And the same holds true for you. When you go out, when you serve as witnesses, you are not alone. God is with you. His power and provision and protection go with you. When Jesus sends you, you're not alone. And when he goes with you, well, look at what he brings. Authority. Look at how that worked for the disciples. He told, look what he tells them to do. Drive out demons. Heal those who are sick. Things that we, th- th- those things are not within the realm of human power. We can't do that. Only God's power can do that. And yes, Jesus gave them those specific powers for that specific missionary journey. He hasn't necessarily given those powers to us, but the power that He has given us is the biggest power that He gave them. Remember the, the Great Commission? Go and make disciples. How? Baptizing and teaching. Sound familiar? That's the power that, that Jesus has given us to use. The the power of his word. And and now as we read, of course, it's clear that uh, um, it doesn't mean everybody's always going to listen. You notice that in there? Jesus said there would be those who reject. Just this weekend I got an email from from someone I had visited her house earlier this week and and she sent an email. Very kind, very very polite, but uh, she told me in no uncertain terms that I was not welcome on her property anymore, that it would be trespassing because she explained she's a witch, and when I was there talking about Jesus, it was, it was disturbing the spirits in her house. So yeah, there will be rejection, but notice how we handle that. Not by changing what we say. Not by changing the message or the power with which God sent us. I mean, look at what Jesus says. He says, shake the dust off your feet. Not, oh, say whatever their itching ears want to hear, right? We, we can't change our message so that they might listen, but we cause them to listen so that they might be changed. Look at the message that they went with. Verse 12 They went out and preached that people should repent. You know what that word means? It means to to turn, to change. They needed to change their their hearts, or, or really, their hearts needed to be changed by Jesus. So again, we don't change the message so that people might listen, but we get them to listen so that they might be changed, which is the opposite of what you see all too often. Even in churches. Because it's opposite of what our sinful hearts want. We want to be in control and we want to think what we want to think. And we want to do what we think is good for, for us to do. And so, person after person, even church after church, makes excuses for things that God condemns. And our hearts want to go right along with that. It's just easier. You know what I'm talking about, right? Right? Examples. God says, I hate divorce. He, he doesn't mince any words there. But how many people today want, want to adjust that a little and, and, and add, well, uh, unless you're really not happy, then it's okay. No. God says, in fact, that's when you actually get to love like Jesus, that, that undeserved love, that unconditional love. God says, do not lie with the man as one lies with the woman. That is detestable. Yet how many today want to say, well, un, un, unless, you know, that's really what you feel you, you want to do or that's the way that, that you are or, or that's, as long as it's a, a committed relationship, then it's, then it's okay. No. God's word is clear. God says marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure. Not, well, as long as it's both consenting adults, then it's, then it's good. No. God says, speak the truth in love. And he doesn't add unless they really tick you off. Then you can say whatever you want. God's word is clear. But Can you feel the pull of of your sinful nature saying, yeah, I don't really want to stick with that completely. I've got my excuses. I've got my rationale. We we don't always want to go through with the difficult work of repenting, of, of having that change of heart. All too often, we want to go with the flow of what everyone else is doing and what seems to come so naturally. And you know what that's called, don't you? Sin. The wages of which is still death. But for every one of those sins, and I mean that every one of those sins, Jesus came. And in order to change us, he changed first. True God became frail human. Lord of glory became despised criminal. Judge of all was judged and convicted and found guilty and, and spit on and beaten and killed, he changed so that he could change us, so that he could fill our repentance with his forgiveness. He came so that we could repent, so that our hearts could be changed from hearts that, that, that so want to do what they want to do to hearts that pump Jesus' love because we see the price he paid for our sin. And the strength that he gives us to fight against it. So now having hearts that have been changed by Jesus. He sends us out. He sends out us repentant sinners. He sends us out with that message that first affected us. And now we get the privilege and the responsibility to share Notice the disciples here aren't responsible for how the people would react to the message. Some would reject, right? They were just responsible to share it. And how did it go when they proclaimed the message? Well, look at the last verse. Absolute success. And for them, they got to witness those external miracles that demonstrated the Spirit's power working, that showed what the Spirit was doing to change their hearts and lives. We get to see miracles no less impressive. Another round of Bible information classes is coming to a close. I think we've got two lessons left. And so God willing, in, in a few weeks, there will be people standing up here, joining as members of Abiding Grace, confessing to what we can't see with our eyes, but what the Spirit has done in their hearts. Promising to to, to partner with us in this mission that God has given us. Think of what you are seeing when you see that, when you hear that. You're seeing the power of the Holy Spirit. You're seeing brothers and sisters committed to battling Satan and winning by God's strength. You're seeing brothers and, and sisters healed of their guilt and washed clean in the blood of the Lamb. Ready to receive the Lord's Supper with you. Just like the disciples in our text, we've been sent out. And like them, our Savior is with us to bless it, and he has. Sent with authority, we are not alone. And the word we are sent with has power. May God continue to bless all of our witnessing efforts in Christ. Amen. Now may the peace of God that Pastor